Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome to Spotlight today. Of course, as our intro said, we've got some inspiring minds joining us today. Live here in studio, I've got James Simister coming all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah. James, welcome to Arizona. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. This is awesome. Are you defrosting here? Oh, it's so much nicer here. It's, <laughs> no, there's no snow on the ground here. I've noticed that. I know. Well, I kind of miss the snow around at uh, Christmas time here in Arizona. You know, I grew up in Idaho, but um, are you talking to me? Okay. Oh, James. Okay, got it. Sorry, we're getting this. Uh, we're getting in our ears here. Hey, got got to look at your mic when you talk. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be here um, where it's warm weather, and uh, and glad to have you here. And then joining us on the phone, we've got Ab- Abigail Gazda, and Abigail's joining us. She actually lives here in Arizona. You're joining us via phone, so welcome, Abigail. Thank you. Hi. Welcome. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here too, and I love your accent, by the way. <laughs> see if you see if you guys can pick up People on always, this and guess where I Abigail's from. Right outside of Chicago. Right outside of Chicago. All right. So Abigail, I want to give you a chance first to brag a little bit about yourself. Obviously, the show is all about mindset. You've done some amazing work. You actually have a book out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, Abigail, uh, what are what are some things that you want to brag about? Mm, thank you. Um, you know, I think probably one of my proudest moments or projects has been the book "Giving Up, Giving Up: The Memoir of a Quitter." And you love know, love that title, it, by I the way. Love it. What's a thank you? I love it too. <laughs> cool. I, you know, I've really learned to just be allowed to be proud of myself, and that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments is giving up those that that a title is represents you or your worth and really just having all that self-acceptance and being allowed to be your greatness and so I want to really just say that that's my biggest accomplishment because it really leads to all of the work that I do now with my podcast Hearts Unleashed and the coaching and speaking work that I do so it's been such a fun journey to really give up the stuff that's like limiting beliefs and all of that and then being allowed to just go for a life that I love. Oh, I'm so glad that you did that, and I can't wait to talk to you more about your journey and uh, how you, you got to where you are today. James, I want to give you an opportunity to brag about yourself now. Awesome. Well, so I'm not like a renowned world speaker, even though I have spoken across uh, several continents. Um, what is interesting, though, is is the greatest accomplishment for me was in my own life because I just felt like things were not going the way that I wanted to, and I turned that around. I became my own success story. And now I'm feeling a lot happier, a lot more motivated. And, uh, you know, I, I like what Abigail was talking about because, you know, it, it's, it is, it's about making things better for ourselves and, and, you know, changing our lives, doing something better with our lives than where we were. I love how you said you made yourself your own success story. Now you have a, actually have a CD out. Um, I do. Want you to hold that up so right. people on Facebook Live can see it. And what's your There's CD that. called, James? It's called Awake and Arise, mm-hmm. and it's all about uh, getting rid of some of the limiting beliefs. So, like Abigail mentioned, there are a lot of limiting beliefs in our life, and the things that um, the things that we can't, we feel like we can't do, or we can't be a certain way, and. And, you know, one of the tracks actually talks about demotivators, what I call demotivators, because the demotivators are what stop us 
from really getting what we want in our life. And things like blame. We blame other people, and it totally takes away all the power. Oh, so true. So true. Mm. You know, I yeah. – um, I, yeah, I, I really agree. You know, we blame that person that cut us off in traffic for yeah. having a bad day. We yep. blame our parents for all the problems that we have in our life. And we're blaming all these people around us. Well, when we put ourselves in blame, we're in victim mode. And we, we, we literally are giving our control up to the people in the situations around us. So, yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah it's, uh, it, it's something that definitely uh, can, be, can be a huge problem. So, I would love to hear your story. Uh, James, let's start with you, your story of how you got to where you are today. You said you are your own success story. So what was your journey? Um, what, where were you just a few years ago? So yeah, it was just a few years ago that I just felt like I was spiraling out of control. Nothing was going right in my life. I, I didn't like my life. I was having struggles in my relationship with my wife, with my kids. And, you know, work wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. It, I mean, it just it felt like everything was crumbling down and just crashing on top of me. And I felt like I had no control. Have you ever felt that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, totally, it's a very disempowering feeling. You, you feel like there's, I mean, what's the point? I mean, I got to the point where I didn't, you know, I, I literally hoped that I would get into a car accident on my way home from work so that I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I've definitely, you know, felt that way too. And um, where you just feel really hopeless. How old were you at this time? I was just a few years ago. So 40, 41. Yeah. So you found yourself in your 40s. I think when we're in our 20s, you know, we have that hope of what's to come. We have this big adventure. And by the time, you know, people find themselves in their <laughs> mid, mid 30s to mid 40s, and they look at their life, and it's really not what they want. It's like, hold on, what's going on here? I'm like, <laughs> exactly. you know, on this fast track on a road that I don't want to end up. Uh, so what did you do? Well, I, I realized that, I mean, it actually scared me, you know, that thought of not suicide and thankful. I mean, I, I really, I understand people that are in that position of feeling like they want to take their own life right. because it's, it's so bad. They just don't see any other, any other way out. I don't believe I was quite there yet, but I didn't care about my life. And that alone um, scared me. And so that it was, it was a struggle to get past that, but I realized that I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I, I went to a seminar. Uh, actually, I was dragged to a seminar um, against my will because <laughs> I didn't think anything was going to help me. And uh, I actually learned some tools and some ideas. And one thing in particular was just really interesting because I was able to start feeling again. They took us through an exercise, and I, I had pushed down all of my, my feelings. I just tried to bury them and, and get away from feeling anything. And this exercise that I went through, it actually started making me feel again. And, and yeah, what came up was kind of <laughs> bad. It, it made me cry. It made me, um, you know, I, I started to really feel the pain of the situation that I was in. But it also gave me that glimmer of hope that... I had control over my life that I if I could just stop blaming everything else and that person that cut me off in traffic and and everything else that's going on if I could turn that finger around onto me and figure out okay what am I going to do today that's going to make things different and if if I can make that difference then I can be somebody that's different I can make a change in my life and I can be the person that I need to be, regardless of anyone else. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with you, and um, I think that's something that's really important to recognize, and that is that that pain can be a motivator for change. And if we don't allow ourselves to feel pain, then we'll stay in this stagnant situation where maybe we we don't feel the pain, but we aren't happy. So, um, thank you for for making that change, for taking the time to realize that things weren't going well in your life. And now I know you're passing the information that you've learned onto other people so that those people that feel like their lives are spiraling out of control, you help with their mindset uh, to help them have a happier life where they can enjoy it. Um, we're going to get more into those tips in a little bit. But Abigail, I want to go to you. Your, your book says Giving Up, the Memoir of a Quitter. So obviously you learned how to quit at some point in your life, right? And um, mm-hmm. that, I'm assuming that was a good thing. Um, take, take me through that journey a little bit. What happened? What did you have to quit? What did you have yeah. to give up in your life in order to have a better life? Great question. And that whole book is littered with things that I've given up. And, um, you know, just before I jump into the answer, I just want to thank James for such an authentic share because um, it's so impactful. Like, I'm over here just I have a different story, but I'm so related to those, some, so many of those feelings. So thank you for sharing what you've gone through and really not letting it be the end of your days or let it stop you from making an impact. So yeah, um, that being said, the things that I had to give up was my refusal to admit that I wasn't okay. Like mm. I am, I'm a lifelong athlete and that's, that's where the whole quitter and quitting and giving up comes into play is like growing up I wasn't allowed to quit anything it was like only losers are quitters and quitters are losers and so I was trained I played college basketball and so I play you know I never quit anything through college and it really started to shift for me when I had torn my ACL my sophomore year of college basketball but I refused to quit. Mm-hmm. And so I further injured myself. I It was the most depressed time of my life because I was really struggling with an identity crisis. I was an athlete my whole life, and all of a sudden, with like in the matter of a layup, I wasn't. Wow. And so I was suffering internally with like identity crisis and my I couldn't people please anymore I couldn't be perfect anymore in my own eyes right because I had this very high standard of what that looked like and so I persisted and I kept (laughs) you're joking about banging your head on the wall well I was banging my head on the wall of perfection and it really wasn't working anymore and so I had to give up all of this like pretending that I was okay and it started to show up in college basketball, but like I graduated out of that. And so I got away from it. I didn't have to pretend in that case anymore. But where this really tipped the scale was when I got divorced at age 27. And um, I only together with my husband, we were together for six years, but we were married for six months. And after six months, he said, listen, I, you know, I don't want to be married. This I made a mistake. And, you know, and it was okay. But I wasn't ready for that. And kind of the opposite of James's story is I was on that upward trajectory. I was in my 20s. I had all that Mm -hmm. hope. I had all that excitement. And so it was kind of like one of those clay pigeons being shot out the sky. It was like, what happened? (laughs) And so from there, I persisted. I kept that perfection, uh, like 
gloss over. Like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm going to work this out. This isn't going to define me. So I, like, persisted on that, too. And eventually, I couldn't fake it anymore. In basketball, I graduated out of it. But there was no graduating this. And I had to finally say, and it took me about four or five months to say, like, I'm hurting. Like, I'm sad. I feel super rejected. And I'm not okay. And I need a hand. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I had to, I had to give up all of the faking and then accept like, Hey, I'm a quitter. I'm going to quit this charade and I'm going to get the help that I need in order to truly recover and begin to fall in love with myself and with life again. Yeah, and I like how you said begin to fall in love with yourself and life again. Uh, there's an expert um, in this book that I, I wanted to uh, read just real quick. So um, you talked about the enlightened quitter. Um, talk to me, <laughs> explain a little bit about what the enlightened quitter, what that term means. Uh, that was a funny one. So in part two of the book, I talk about the different like identities of quitters mm-hmm. that I've been over the course of my life and each each quitter has really served my transformation and progress and process however um, they're all still identities they're not the most authentic me right. and so the enlightened quitter was the was the gal who was the Abby who like had started coaching and started recovery work and started falling in love with herself and so she quit everything with no strings attached and it was like this the enlightenment, like I can feel it right now, that elevated feeling like nothing means anything. Yeah. And there was such freedom in that. And it was very, it was great because it served the purpose of me being able to stop people pleasing and start living a life that really pleases me. Hmm. That's very interesting. And in your book, you have some reflection questions here. I thought these were interesting too. When it Mm. talks about giving up, what stories do you tell yourself about yourself? Um, yeah. What's the first memory you've had as a child of thinking something was wrong with you? That's really powerful. What's it the is. first, James? What's your first memory as a child of thinking something was wrong with you? Something that was wrong with me. Um, boy, I'd have to think. <laughs> One that comes to mind right off. It wasn't when I was really small, but um, when I was about eight or nine years old, um, I I wanted to create my own business. I got interested into computers and mm-hmm. really wanted to create my own software company. And wow, I, at nine years old, that's pretty good. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been very good at that age. point, but <laughs> but I actually it was interesting because my dad told me that nine out of ten businesses fail, and that I shouldn't waste my time. I shouldn't waste my energy trying to go after something that is just likely going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of crushed my goals for being an entrepreneur. I felt like that, you know, from an early age that I wanted yeah. to be an entrepreneur, but you know that kind of crushed my goals and I felt like I wasn't good enough to be that number one, that Mm. that one out of 10 that actually makes it. Yeah, that's interesting. So you actually carried that throughout your life. That's that's interesting to go back and to think, you know, what's the what's the first memory you have as a child of thinking something's wrong with you? For me, one of my first memories, I remember reading, uh, it was it was like a 
children's magazine called The Friend. It was a religious children's magazine, and they were spotlighting this girl that had been horribly burned in a fire, and they showed pictures. And I remember seeing the pictures and feeling like my body was on fire and just feeling this intense fear and this pain and um, being so frightened. And the people that were there around me with me said, oh, you know, it's just a picture. It's just a story. Like, you know, she's okay. She lived. Don't feel that way. Um, And so I got the message, like, it's not okay to feel those things or to, Mm. uh, and what I realized later was actually being an empath is one of my greatest gifts and has served me the best Uh purpose. But at that time, I didn't know what it was. And I had this fear. And so for years, I shut off at that feeling, or at least pretended like I didn't have that gift because I got the idea that something was wrong with me. So yeah. it's really mm. interesting how that how that affects us. So um, James, what are your what are your, some of your thoughts on on quitting and on what Abigail's saying? Well, so it's interesting because taking again with the computers, I actually made a career out of computers because I loved it so much and. And almost taking the opposite approach, I, you know, even though I didn't go into entrepreneurship, I knew that I wanted to be a software engineer or a computer programmer. Right. And it, it was funny because my dad, my uh, school counselors, they'd all say, you know, pick a backup, you know, just in case you don't make it as a software engineer, you want something to fall back on. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no option. I, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And 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 I did it. I made a successful career out of software engineering. I didn't have a backup plan because quitting was not an option. I was kind of driven to that, uh, like Abigail was saying, to be that perfectionist, to do it right, to make it happen no matter what. And you know, on on the one hand, I did, but ultimately it led to this place where I was now in in my forties and trying to figure out what's going on and why I you know I hadn't really followed my passion. Mm. I, that was one of my passions, but my I think yeah. my fundamental yeah. passion was that entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, very, very interesting. It's almost time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to hear some great tips from Abigail and James on how to change your mindset, how to get your mind working for you rather than against you. But before we do that, I want to know one fun fact about each of you, something that m- not everybody might know. So, Abigail, what's your fun fact? Mm. Uh, one of my favorites is that I am actually a uh, avid golfer. I love wow. golfing, and I was on the boys' team in high school. You were on the boys' golf team in high school. Wow, wow. <laughs> you are an athlete yeah. and very competitive. I'm, I'm impressed. Incredibly impressed. competitive. <laughs> All right, James. What's your fun fact? Something that somebody fact. might not know about you. Um, Some people might not know. I actually submitted an article when I was in eighth grade that got accepted into a national PC um, magazine. And so, yeah, I was a published author when I was in eighth, uh, between eighth and ninth grade. Wow, that is impressive. And here's something else impressive about James, because I recently was at a (laughs) retreat with him. He's laughing because now I share this everywhere I go. James knows every single word to every single Disney song. (laughs) It's awesome. Sarah Prince (laughs) is watching. Hey, Sarah, good to have you on. Sarah can second me on this because she was there. She heard the whole thing. We did a karaoke night. He knows every single word. I'm pretty impressed. (laughs) Abigail, throw out any Disney song. This guy will will, uh, give you the lyrics of it. There's there's no there's kidding. Sarah. Sarah says yes, James. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, when we come back, I'm Allison H. Larson. You're listening to Spotlight. When we come back, you'll hear more from James Simister and Abigail Gazda, and they're going to give us some tips on mindset, how to make the most of your mindset and uh, live a happy and successful life. We'll be right back. 
be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Joining us live on Facebook is Dr. Marlena Linton. So glad to have you, Marlena. Uh, joining us live in studio, we've got James Simister, all the way Hi. from Salt Lake City, Utah. He is uh, defrosting here in Arizona. And we've got Abigail Gasta joining us from Florence, Arizona, um, where she is calling in. And we've been talking about mindset today. So, uh Abigail, what are your tips on mindset? You wrote the book, Giving Up, the Memoir of a Quitter. You talk about the power of giving up in order to have success in your life. When it comes to mindset, what are some simple, easy tips? What are the things that you would recommend that that, uh, people do to to have more success and happiness in their life and let go of those labels? Mm, I love it. It's hard to, you know, it's so tempting to go down rabbit holes of mindset (laughs) right away. But I would really just say some of those front tips are like when I'm speaking to somebody and I know I only have a few minutes to make that impact, it's really that you do have the power 
And I always invite people to let go. And it's kind of centered around giving up and being a quitter and all that. But letting go of your need to please others and really looking inward about what would truly please you. Because we, we definitely have that backwards, right? It's like we must serve others and like only take what's left over for ourselves. But if we really do fill our own cup, of course, it's overflowing and we have plenty to fill other people's cups with. And I really like to translate that directly into love. Like love is always abundant. And when we feel drained, it seems to go away. But if you can get that, you when you love yourself, you automatically have love and compassion for others. And so really, I guess my biggest and like briefest tip is always get back to love and you'll always get back to your power. I, I like that. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a moment because, sure. you know, I've struggled with people pleasing a lot in my life. And, yeah. you know, you, there's people that I really love and I want them to be happy. And it makes me feel happy when other people are happy around me. But I have gotten in that cycle of losing myself in order to please yeah. other people. But one of the things that I hear a lot, Abigail, is, oh, well, that's selfish. You're only yep. you're only thinking about yourself right now. You need to think yeah. about the people in your life because your choices will affect them yep. too. So what do you what I, do you say to that? How do you get over that? Because there's you know just for me personally, I struggle with that all the time. I think well you know when I sit down and look at it, this is what's really going to make me happy. But I feel like if I pursue that course, I'm being selfish because I'm yeah. I'm not thinking about other people. I'm just thinking about myself. Oh, it's so perfect. And thanks for saying so, because that's the number one, like, resistance that comes up for everybody is that selfish. And I literally got that that opposition so much that I created a five-day challenge called Self-Love is Not Selfish. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, people can head over to Hearts on Leaves later, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's something different. But it's the fact that, like, I get it because giving truly does fill us up. And understanding the love languages, some people's love language truly is acts of service and gift giving. So they feel the most loved when they are giving to others. However, all I say, it's not about taking away from that. It's about adding on to. You must give to yourself as you give to others. Now, what we've learned, it's like kind of that societal norm is we've been conditioned to believe that giving to ourselves comes at a cost others and that's just not true yeah i I want to hold on i want you to say that again uh, because i think that is a huge limiting belief giving to ourselves comes at the cost cost of of others others. yeah and it's it like i said it's just not true and to really give anybody the best visual of like working this thought process out is through a tunnel you're starting on one side and you're, you're tired, you're drained, you're resentful, you're angry, you feel unheard, underappreciated, overused, all the things. And then we start on this journey of self-love and it's like walking through a tunnel and it gets really dark and we don't believe that there's another side to this or that it could possibly go a different way than it's gone before. However, if you keep putting yourself first, and I get that that sounds triggering for people because it's new, but it's it's just new. It's not unsafe or unhealthy. 
it's just new. And so is that dark tunnel you find yourself in. But if you walk all the way through it and you commit to self-love, eventually you start to see the light because when you're happy, the people around you are happy for you. They're happy to be with you. Like when you are full, you will fill others up. It goes back to that cup concept. I love it. But really, you got to go all the way through the awkward part of like, this isn't going to work. This isn't right. I've never been told this. I have all the evidence for the opposite. And so if we just stay the course with self-love, we like God, the universe, whatever your higher power is, will truly like tenfold prove to you keep loving yourself and I will provide you everything you need and it will show up. But that the gap, the one last gap in that is your belief system. Hmm. You've got to be willing to believe that on the other side of that tunnel is your fullest life. I really like that. And one of the questions you have here in your book is you Mm -hmm. ask, what kind of life would you create with the permission to be your greatest self? And I really love that question. question. What kind of life would you create with the permission to be your greatest self? And I think in order to get to your greatest self, you do have to practice self-love. And, you know, there's a Bible verse that's very popular. It's commandment, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. And I always thought that was so interesting because especially I I grew up in a very loving family, a very giving family. I grew up, you know, in a religion that teaches all about love and about giving. But I Uh think we skim over the part as yourself can you truly yeah. love somebody if you mm-hmm. don't love yourself yeah. and um, and I really work with my clients I when when they're starting their new practice of self-love and we create a project around them becoming their fullest self mm-hmm. I invite them to start saying to people hey I love me as much as I love you or wow. vice versa I love you as much as I love myself And it has them prioritizing themselves again and really looking from a new space and creating new things. Yeah, it it takes people out of that self-sacrificing mode. And I think when we get Mm -hmm. in that self-sacrificing mode, what really happens is we're looking for outside approval. We're trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to earn somebody's love so we can be worthy of it. And if we don't Mm -hmm. get that approval, if we don't feel that love back, then we feel like we are less than, like we're not good enough, like we don't deserve to be loved. So. Thank you so and, much. And then our cup, is, our cup is empty again. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to fill it up. And who knows where we go to fill up that well, cup. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing is we expect others to fill it up. Mm-hmm. You are the source of your love. Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. So, James, I would love to hear what are your mindset tips? Now, you went from finding yourself, you woke up one morning, you're in your early 40s, you're going, hold on, my life is spiraling out of control. My relationships aren't going well. My work's not going well. My uh, being a father, I don't feel like I'm being a good father. I, and everything seemed to be not going right for you. So, you had this major shift where you had a wake up call, you had to awake and arise. Right. And, um, and you changed some things about your life. And now today, a few years later, you're feeling happy. You're fulfilled. I mean, I just went somewhere with you. You were smiling the whole time. <laughs> you look like you're having a great time. Yeah. So what, what are your tips to somebody who maybe is looking at their life going, whoa, you know, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I want. And uh, or just wants to make their life better. What are your tips? Yeah. Well, I, I have an acronym. It's called ACT because it's how to act in alignment with uh, your true purpose. With wow, your true hold on. So how to act.
act in alignment with your true purpose. I just wanted to, I want to pause and talk about that for a minute because I read something the other day that says, you know, depression comes when you're chasing somebody else's dreams. And that was by Brene Brown. (laughs) And so acting in alignment with your own purpose. And that goes back into what you were saying too, Abigail, which is that if you're trying to please other people, if you're living for somebody else's purpose rather than aligning with Uh your own, you aren't going to be happy. So how do you, how do you, what 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 the acronyms act? So what does A stand for? So A stands for affirmations or declarations. Uh, Basically any kind of positive statement that you can use to kind of pump yourself up to to build yourself up and build up that, uh, like Abigail was talking about, build upping, build upping. I'm making up your words on <laughs> Build upping, radio. everybody. We're build, build upping, upping here today with James Sinister <laughs> on Voice America. <laughs> but building yourself up to be the kind of person that you truly want to be, building up your self-love. And it can be simple statements, just like, you know, I like myself. And that can be powerful enough, especially, I mean, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I like myself. Because wow. so often, you know, we look at ourselves in the mirror, we go throughout the day and we're like, I hate myself. I can't believe I right. did that. I hate myself. So I like myself. So standing in front of the mirror in the morning, looking in the mirror and saying, I like myself. Yep. That could be an affirmation. Yep. That can be okay. an aff- affirmation. Um, I mean, it can get more complicated. I have actually a set of declarations and affirmations that I say every morning and every right. evening. And, and they help guide my decisions throughout the day. Mm. They help me realize who I really am yeah. and help me live that throughout the entire day. Okay, great. I love so it. that's A for affirmations. Okay. C is to count your successes because a lot of times we go through life. I was doing this. I'm totally guilty of this, that I didn't think I had any success. I'd go through a day. It's like I you know, get up, I go to work, I come home, I go to bed. That's all I ever did. And where's the success in that? I didn't, you know, close any big deals at work. I, you know, maybe occasionally I'll finish some cool project, but but I never really counted those successes. And I like to, at the end of the day, just review three things, three things that I call a success mm-hmm. out of that day because it helps train my brain that I am successful. I'm doing good work. I'm doing good things. And I am being a success. Well, you know, I want to get on a little soapbox about this for a second because um, (laughs) I I wrote a whole chapter on this in my book, Soul Intuition, because here's the problem. We set these goals or we set these successes for ourselves that we can never celebrate until like the end of our life. So if we say, well, my goal is to never eat sugar again ever in my entire life. Well, (laughs) when do you get to celebrate that you made that goal of never eating sugar again? Well, like the last day of your life or you're setting yourself up for failure. Or you create this like crazy goal, like I want to make $2 million a year. Well, great. That's awesome. But unless you set those smaller increments and you give yourself opportunities to celebrate those, then you just set yourself up for failure. And when we feel like failures, that's how we behave. If you say to yourself, okay, today I'm not going to eat sugar. And then you get to the end of the day. And you're like, yes, I can celebrate because today I didn't eat sugar. Or you can say, oh, well, today I did eat sugar, so I'm going to try again tomorrow. You know, like it just gives you when you can break things up or if you say rather than saying I want to make $2 million, which maybe that's your ultimate goal, you say, okay, well, today I want to make $5,000 or this week I want to focus on closing a deal. And, And then when you actually do it, you can celebrate those things. So I love that counting your successes, but also setting yourself up so that you can have those successes and celebrate those. Right. I love, I love that. Right. And and I actually like to write them down. It's not just go through my mind okay. and, and think about, okay, yeah. what are my successes? But I actually write it down every day 
this is my success. Mm-hmm. This is another success. This is another success. Sometimes so what's I come the power of like writing it down? Why would you, why write it down rather than just think in your mind, this is awesome? Well, so in your mind, we're, we're just always in our mind. <laughs> we kind of downplay the things that go through our minds and we tend to forget them. We, you know, it's not as easy to celebrate that accomplishment. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that, whatever. But when we start writing it down, it kind of involves the whole body. You've got your mind Mm -hmm. going, but then you're using your body to actually write that out. And it it gives a, I mean, there've been actual studies on study, um, or learning where if somebody's taking notes, physical Mm -hmm. notes, not just digital notes, it actually fires up more parts of the brain and allows you to retain that information much longer. And so by writing down the successes, then you're able to retain those as valid successes. It's training your brain, it's counting up those evidences of success. I love that. Okay, so your ACT acronym, how to act in alignment with your purpose, what was A again? A is affirmations. C? C is counting your successes. And what's T? And T is thankfulness. So finding things similar to the successes, you wanna write down at least three things that you're thankful for or grateful for out of the day that's happened to you. And it again, it's a training for your brain to see all the good things that are happening in your life. And it's not just all about successes and accomplishment, accomplishment, accomplishing goals. It's about what am I grateful for? You know, sometimes yeah. I, I've actually written down, I'm grateful for water. <laughs> I go to the gym and I get really thirsty. It's been water. a crappy day. I'm thankful for water, okay? Thank but, you, yeah. luck. but you know, at the gym, I get really thirsty. And so, you know, I am actually very grateful for having some water and drinking water and just the, you know, we live in such a blessed society where we've got clean, healthy water to drink. So, you know, that can be, uh, you know, something that you're thankful for, something you're grateful for every day. Very, very powerful. All right, we've got about one minute till break. When we come back, we're going to hear more from James Simister and uh, Abigail Gazda. I can say, I can talk. And uh, what's your final thought before we go on break, James, just to, to sum this up when it comes to mindset and shifting your mindset, what's your final thought? My final thought is uh, along with the lines of acting, you need to act in alignment with your purpose every day. It just makes your life go so much better, makes your accomplishments so much greater. Your life starts moving so much faster when you're in alignment. What about you, Abigail? What are your final thoughts? The final thought is life is what you say it is. And I invite the listeners to begin announcing that life is great and extraordinary and wonderful and opportunistic and shift that and declare it instead of just be a victim of it. Thank you. Powerful words. When we come back more with James and Abigail, I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success. 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, we're in studio today with James Simister, and joining us over the phone is Abigail Gazda. And uh, we're talking about mindset today. James, on the last segment, you gave us an acronym ACT, ACT in alignment with your purpose. You talked about um, having affirmations about uh, counting your successes and being thankful for your blessings. Um, how has this, when implemented, how has this changed lives? Have you, have you seen this work to uh, shift mindset and change lives before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the biggest example of that is my own life. I mean, just I <laughs> these are some of the tools that I used in order to get out of that dark place I was in of spiraling out of control. I started and it was it was it was a struggle trying to come up with three successes at the end of the day or three things that I'm grateful for at the end of the day when I felt so miserable. And it was it was tough. I had a real struggle with that. But as I started doing it, as I started taking those steps, taking that action, saying you know an affirmation, it started to slowly change my perception of the world. It started to change how I was seeing things, how I was showing up in my life, and then it became easier to figure out. Okay, what were what were my successes today? Oh wait, I actually had you know I <laughs> I remember there was a day where I couldn't wait to get to the end of the day so I could write down my successes. <laughs> That's awesome. And and I I remember it so vividly because it was like I was so not this way just you know a month or two ago, and now I can't wait to write down my successes. I can't wait to write down my gratitude. And it was I mean. You could see the difference in my life. My kids will tell you. It's like, what? 
you know, where'd our dad go? And But don't bring him back. I, I like the new one. <laughs> I like this new version of dad better. Thank you for whatever alien occupied his body. Um, that's great. So how long did this process take you, James? Are we talking, did it take days, weeks, months? We always hear that it takes, what, 21 days to build up a habit. So how long before you started noticing a real shift and difference in your life and the people around you even started noticing that? Yeah, I think, I mean, in some areas, the change was actually instantaneous. I mean, I, I learned some tools and techniques that literally made a difference overnight. But at the same time, there were other things like putting into practice these successes and the gratitude. It took a few weeks in order to really get it down pat. But yeah, I'd say, I mean, I know there are studies about the 21 days becoming a habit. I think you can take six months to make a habit or even a year, depending on how consistent you are and how intent you are in making that a habit. Um, if you're not very intent, it's going to take a long time. But you can make a habit out of just literally two days, even did, one day. Did you feel like a fake at first? Oh. I mean, like when you're when you're saying your affirmations and you're like, I'm so amazing and you're thinking, you're my, yeah, right. I mean, did you feel <laughs> like a phony? And how long did it take you before you actually started feeling thankful for things till you started feeling successful till you started feeling like you were awesome? Yeah, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I do remember that. It's like the first couple of days I tried it, I was so far out of my element. <laughs> I would say these things and I could not keep a straight face because it was so laughable. Some of the things that I was telling myself, I'm like, that I am so not this way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I just kept with it. Yeah. And, and it does, it takes some time. But in all honesty, sometimes... Even now, I find the same things popping into my head. I'll be reading off one of my declarations, one of my affirmations, and it's, you know, the thought will come in, you're not that way. That, you know, that is such a lie. You're just being fake. And, um, and I actually shared that with one of my mentors one time, and they're like, you know, it's only fake if you don't ever actually become it. Because if you look at our lives as a whole, then we can choose what we want. We can choose who we want to be. We can choose those attributes of our life. And if we're working towards it, then why not claim it? Yeah, one of my mentors recently uh, introduced a new phrase to me. The phrase is a life by design. Yeah, And I really yeah. like that. We do have the, the opportunity and power to choose. And Abigail, I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. First of all, one of your mentors just joined us. I see on Facebook Live there, Kyle says hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Abigail, uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Uh, have you seen this actually work in people's lives? Have you seen people transform using the principles that you talked about, being able to let go of some of those labels, some of those struggles oh, with perfectionism, totally. and, and how have people's lives change? Yeah, totally. And I was just over here, like, nodding along to everything <laughs> you guys were saying because you know, as far as time frame, I really want to speak to that and the fact, like, does this work? Of course. How long? It's how long do you want to stay right about the crappy story you tell yourself? Mm. Yeah. Because this, like, I'm sure James, Allison, I'm sure anyone can attest who's doing transformational work can realize it does happen in the realization. And then, of course, is there, now we have so many years of practice with our crappy stories and limiting beliefs. They are so ingrained. So there's this extraction that needs to occur. But ultimately, once we see the, re once we have the revelation, 
we have transformed. And then it's a matter of how often and frequently and like um, with that length, are we going to continue to apply it? Because I agree, James, my inner critic loves to chat back at me when I'm announcing how great I am. And I just let her know, not today, or I start to look at, okay, what does she need? Mm -hmm. Because when we are falling back into our old patterns, there's probably some fear occurring. There's probably some insecurities or uncertainty. And it's just our, those, those things taking over who we truly are. So a lot of the work that I do, I love this example. One of my favorite clients, she's the bomb. And she started with me and she was a mom and a wife and has this little side hustle going. She also works for her husband's business and nothing about her life physically. Like if we, if I was a fly on the wall of her life, Nothing changed, but she transformed her mindset. Like we've been talking about her perception. She got that love was available all around her. She got her greatness. What we really did was peel back so many layers of disbelief and blame or shame that all of a sudden she was able to look in the mirror and not see any of that old evidence. She was able to see herself. And that's like that work works with any human being because we're all inherently great and good, but we just have layers and layers of disbelief on top of that. Do you ever find yourself falling back into old patterns? Um, this hey, is a question for yeah. both of you. Yes. Oh man, it's so funny because I'll be real honest with you. I've been making a shift the last, I would say, month, Mm -hmm. and I've been playing a much bigger game. I've been making bigger promises, and I, you know, I have, I want to be on stages in front of thousands instead of hundreds. I want to sell millions of books instead of hundreds, and with that being said, what I notice is my mind and my thoughts shifting to worry about will I do it, can I do it, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just continuing to make the plan about how I will do it and living into it. Oh, it just freaks so, me out sometimes. Sometimes, you know, when I'm yeah. about to make this big shift in my life or something happens, I I get scared and then I fall into these old patterns yeah. and I always think, oh, okay, yeah. Allison, you need to I come out of a place like, of love instead of fear. Come out of love <laughs> instead of fear. And then and then I get hard yeah. on myself and I start criticizing myself because I'm being too afraid and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. it's, that, it's, that, it's that spiral. So what do you do to stop that? old Ooh. pattern from re I have an acronym for you too. Okay, what is it? <laughs> well, first off, thank you for normalizing it because ev- it happens to every single one of us and it doesn't matter how evolved or transformed you are, when you're leveling up, of course, our insecurities naturally get triggered. So thanks for just saying so. And then I love, so I've got an acronym called NASR, N-A-S-R. It's notice that it's happening notice you're in your old pattern and then acknowledge it because if you can't shift anything that you're not present to right so if you said i'm leveling up and like oh now i'm in worry state again notice you're in worry state and then literally announce it oh hey there i go doing that thing i do 
Like for me, I'll get like, um, like my, I wear annoyed. <laughs> if I'm or anxious is probably a better one or more relatable. It's like I'll get really anxious. So I'll go, oh, oh my god, my chest hurts, my throat hurts. I'm being anxious right now. Mm-hmm. Like what am I worrying about? So I'll acknowledge that, and then, and then you just stop. Don't do anything with it. Don't fix it. Don't change it. Just stop. But when we stop, what we do is we create a void because we had something there. We had worry or anxiety and then we acknowledged it and we stopped it. So we must then begin the new practice again, replacing Mm -hmm. it with a healthy, empowering, maybe an affirmation. Like you can put act right there. Um, so anything that's going to empower you and the more you can do that, like it doesn't stop it from occurring. It helps you to notice and make the shift intentionally. And when you're intentionally shifting yourself and your life, you're automatically back in your power. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Abigail, if there's somebody listening right now that uh, wants to know how to get your book, uh, Giving Up Mm -hmm. the Memoir of a Quitter, that wants to know how to get a hold of you, has loved what you had to say, how can they get more of you? Thank you. So the book is available on paperback and also audio, and they're both on Amazon. So Amazon and Audible, so you can go get it there. It's called Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. And then also you can head to my my website, abigailgazda.com or heartsunleashed.com. I have the Hearts Unleashed podcast, and that too is where they can continue to do more work. I share very openly. I share a lot of the work I do with clients in the podcast. And I also interview thought leaders in this realm. And so it's just, it's great. Uh, HeartsUnleashed.com, AbigailGazda.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, Abigail. So James, what are your, what are your final thoughts for today? If there was one thing that you wanted the people that are listening to walk away with, that you wanted me to walk away with, what would it be? Well, I I think act, (laughs) you know, take action in your life because you know, you can sit there spiraling whichever direction you want to go, up or down, but if you're not taking conscious thought, conscious action, then it, you're not making any progress. You're not going anywhere with your life. And so you want to, uh, we talked about life design. That's how you design your life is by constantly taking action to improve yourself every day. So just act. Well, you know, I think that's the definition of hell. It's the lack of progress. And so I think there are some of us and you found yourself, you know, in your early 40s that you found yourself in this hell, this lack of progression. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, If somebody wants to find out more about you, if they want to get your CD, Awake and Arise, or connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect with you, James? So the best way is to love. Log on to my website. It's called Alpine Mindset because I really like this whole concept of living at the top of the mountain because mm. it's just so clear. It's so wonderful. I mm-hmm. love climbing up to the top of a mountain, just seeing everything. And and so I named my company Alpine Mindset. So go there to the website, alpinemindset.com. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a form you can fill out. Just send me your name, your email, and a quick message, and I would love to sit down and chat with you. You can have a free 30-minute uh, conversation with me, and I'd love to help you 
think about ways that you can act better in your life. I would love for everyone to take James up on that. Thank you so much for that generous offer. I think my final uh, words, piece of advice, the things that I got out of this show today are that none of us are perfect, but we aren't alone in that. And um, Mm. if we can use each other's experience, knowledge, if we can talk to people who've maybe been through hard times and can inspire us, if we can listen to the stories of people like James and Abigail and then act on those uh, pieces of advice and information and things that they've done to transform their lives, we'll find our life better. Uh, And if you're interested in coming on the show, if you feel like you have something to share with the world, uh, please reach out to me uh, where we, on this show, we spotlight people who have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the lives of others. I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been listening to Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.